on this week's nonsensible podcast. Whereas the U.S. is like, however it comes, it comes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it kind of felt like you were staring me down. I was, I'm always staring at you. You got okay. beautiful eyes. Okay, thank you. A boomer? No, but yeah, it, boomer. That's exactly what it is. Boomer. But I mean, yeah. it's because I feel like, uh, yeah, a boomer. Boomer is probably the best yeah. way to explain it. Yeah. This is nonsensible. Welcome back to another episode of Nonsensible. I'm Saul. I'm Sam. And I'm Carson. Hey, Yo. welcome back. Yo. Look at me. I just replaced Dave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was weird. We we switched it up too. I'm never the first person. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, it sounded kind of weird. Saul and Sam is weird. Oh, easy done. Easy done. Switch it about. It's uh, not that hard. Yeah? Yeah. I don't know, it sounds like Summer of Sam. Sam Soul Sam? Soul Sam? Sam Soul? Scary. No, leave it alone. Leave it alone. <laughs> Leave it alone. So welcome back. back. Yes. Thank you for having me again. No, thank you for joining us again. We're excited to pick back up where we <laughs> left off, talking about when the camellia blooms and all the upcoming stuff that you have. So, yeah. How did your life what, change? What was the name? What when the, the camellia blooms the and so not worth it. Oh, so not worth. And it, it. sounds like so it's going to be so worth it. it. <laughs> we got a little bit of the nonsensible. We got the inside scoop. So worth it. So we got some it. secrets. So not worth it. But it's going to be so worth it. Oh, yeah. So worth it. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. So no, if you say, oh, it's so not worth it. Like, it's great title, but it kind of doesn't… The way it yeah. rolls off the tongue, it's… You kind of want to have it as a positive so you can kind of play around with it a bit. Mm. It, it's kind of like, yeah. It's that that show is so worth it. It's so worth it. But sometimes people want to be forgetting about things, want to forget about things. So they're like, he's so not worth it. Yeah, I remember because Netflix, they at one of our meetings, they asked us what we thought, like the, us English speakers that are mm -hmm. on the cast, what we thought of the title, So Not Worth It. And we were like, I'm, I don't, it was just it was kind of shocking because it's so different from the Korean title. But I think when they try to translate, I mean, even the Korean title is so long, you know, it's like you have yeah. to take a really deep breath and do it. But um, in English, it just became even longer. Mm -hmm. And so they tried to find something and we were like, I don't know, it's it's not great. And then a couple of weeks later, they're like, we're final on it. And we we're like, I like it. Okay. <laughs> I, it sounds like a movie title to me. I like it. So not, Why I think they wanted something kind of sassy, you know? Yeah. I like if it. The world, it's so not worth it. It'd that. be cool if the world went to sh that would have been my <laughs> attempt at it. Something yeah. like that, yeah. I saw yesterday that like Benjamin Button, The Curious Life of Benjamin Button mm -hmm. is what Benjamin Button is. She got her Kokoro Kanda. Yeah. So yeah. long. As long as… Yeah, as soon as you change the language, it always kind of… The titles change so much. Yeah. I, I don't… Now, I'm going to ask you a question mm -hmm. and I don't know if you are allowed to talk about it, but I'm going to ask you anyway. So, please go ahead and… Tell me if you can't talk about it. Now, I have uh, I've had a very brief experience uh, dealing with Netflix performing, but I to the extent that you've performed on a Netflix program, not to that extent. So, I wanted to kind of uh, get your insights as to what the experience was working on Netflix as opposed to a traditional network. Like, did go through the whole process of sitting down at the table and having a reading and the whole production, like from, from kind of crank in to crank out. Was it in terms of doing a regular Korean production? Was it a 
a lot longer? Did you have a, like, were the shoots kind of, Korean shoots are generally quite tight and you kind Mm. of, you don't have a lot of time to prepare. Was Netflix the same? Did you kind of have a little bit more freedom to shoot with, to prepare for? Because the actual production company is Korean. So Mm. the Chejak, everything is Korean. Even though it's a Netflix original series, it is Korean. It's Korean production. So as far as like how filming went and everything, it was your typical Korean way, Korean style. The only difference was, you know, for Netflix series, they have to have the entire scripts out. You know, the entire show has to be kind of finalized before it's, you know, ready to start production. So I've done a lot of like just regular Korean broadcasting where I have no idea where the story is going, Mm -hmm. you know. So we like… You know, film some and there's, you know, only half of the scripts are there. I have no idea how the show Mm. ends. So for this one, we did get the entire story, the entire scripts before we started. So it was nice to have that full kind of understanding of what the show was and where it was going. That really seems like it would help you in terms of just like basic acting too, right? So you have a full grasp of who your character is. Yeah, it always, I mean, it's like always so like surprising to me that Korean actors are able to be acting not knowing how it's going to end, you know, mm. because you could like be going in one direction and then find out that it's going to go in a different direction. And I can't imagine the stress. So how do you get ready for a role? Um, I mean, it's kind of typical for all actors. You know, you try to like ask the director as many questions as you can. Like, where am I from? You know, how old am You know, you have to like build a history of who you are, you know, before you can play the role. But um, we had a lot of readings. The only mm. other thing that was kind of special is we started production like when Corona really hit bad. And so we had like very small crew. We had very… Everything was very like almost like secretive. Like we couldn't like post about anything because, you know, and we were getting Corona tested like a couple times a month. And mm-hmm. so it was a little bit different in that aspect. But um, we did spend a lot of time with the director asking questions, having readings with all of the cast and everything. Mm. I, did that actually slow down production itself? Obviously, a lot of, in other parts of the world, production shut down completely. One of the things that a lot of other countries were surprised about was Korea was one of the few countries mm-hmm. Where production did not shut it down. It probably sped shit up. Well, <laughs> Unlike I, most shoots, how there's just way too many people. Well, a, a, a lot yeah. of, a, like, I think Korea was one of maybe a, like a handful of countries yeah. where production did not shut down. Um, almost even in Australia, where um, the rates were not that high, production shut down completely. Mm-hmm. In America, shut down completely. Um, most parts of the world shut down completely. Yeah, we only like like did a weird like halt one time when there was… You probably read about it in like the news. There was like this one extra on this one drama. But that extra was on like multiple dramas. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that extra uh, got COVID-19 positive. Mm-hmm. And that extra had actually been on our set as well. Uh-huh. And so… Or no, he wasn't on our set. It was like he was with people… Who was on our set. Mm. And so it was like somehow connected. So we did stop for I think two weeks. And we all got everybody. Even our extras. That was like the other thing is we had a set of extras. We had a set of… We weren't having like random people. Everybody was like set. And we all were continuously doing like COVID testing. Wow. The one up the nose? Nose and throat. Wow. Yeah. It's horrible. It hurt really bad? 
It's just uncomfortable. And it also like depends on like who's doing it for you. I've noticed like some people are very soft with their hands and some people are very some jabby are, with their hands. Really? I I I haven't had uh haven't had one yet. Really? Yeah. I haven't I touch wood. Uh where's my hand? Over here. Touch wood. <laughs> I haven't uh, been in a situation where I've had to have a test yet. Um so yeah, I don't know what it's like. It's uh, it's just uncomfortable. It's and it does. It's a little. I feel like the nose is painful. The throat doesn't really hurt. It's just like gross feeling because you're like gagging on something going down your throat. Mm. But I mean, it's pretty quick. Everybody is usually really quick about it. I don't know you, how 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 far back does it go? I've closed my eyes every single time I've done this. I don't I don't know yeah. <laughs> exactly how far I've closed my eyes every time, but pretty deep. I mean, the sticks themselves that you because you bring in the sticks and you hand them to uh-huh. the person behind the plastic yeah. wall. And those are I mean, they're pretty long sticks. Sounds painful. Yeah. So what can you tell us anything about your character in this in this show? Um, all I can say is so I'm I'm from the US in the show. Um I, uh, I'm kind of like a messy character. You're I, uh, messy? Messy in the sense that I, um, don't care about my hygiene. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't, uh, don't care about fashion. hmm And, uh, I'm a little bit, I don't know how you translate this. I'm kind of gonde. Like, uh, uh, I'm like old school. Everything yeah. I'm always like, you know, if people are complaining, I'm like, a few years ago, you know, we didn't even have that. You know, back I'm like… <laughs> back in the day. Back in my day, yeah. you know, we didn't even have the Pedar app, you know. It's yeah. kind of like that's my character. I'm kind of like… Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, like I, a tough girl. Yeah. I don't know. I don't even know how to explain that in English. Uh, yeah. A boomer? No, but… Yeah, it, boomer. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. Boomer. But I mean, yeah. it's… Because I feel like… Uh, yeah, a boomer. Boomer is probably the best yeah. way to explain it. Yeah. A boomer. Dude, did you what, are you enjoy, at, what are you looking at me for? <laughs> All a little sensitive, huh? I wasn't even thinking about that. <laughs> you were because you're looking at me. You're not a boomer, are you? I, are you are technically you? a boomer? Are you a boomer baby? <laughs> you're looking at me like I am. <laughs> well, I don't think I was looking at you like anything. No, I think boomers are much older. Yeah, I think my boomer. dad's a boomer. Yeah, our parents yeah, yeah, are yeah, boomers. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Th- I don't know what. Age group boomers are in. I probably. Are you having a midlife crisis? Probably. (laughs) The air is driving me nuts at the moment. I feel like I've been washing my mouth out with sand for the last. I I was just admiring your like cool hat and your cool beard, and you look at me like, boomer. You call me a boomer. (laughs) It kind of felt like you were staring me down. I was. I'm always staring at you. You got beautiful eyes. Okay, thank you. (laughs) When you talk, I look you deep in the eyes, and I think I wish I was like him. Okay. I want to be no, like that guy. I don't yeah. think. Look at this boomer. Now, now I'm feeling intimidated. Wearing a hip hop hat. I'm feeling intimidated now. <laughs> <laughs> Moving along. So, did you enjoy playing this character? Yeah. It. It. Uh, I think as um as a female, it is stressful. You know, because you always think about I gotta look pretty. People gotta think I look. You know, nice and so. And this character wasn't necessarily supposed to, right? No, and so it it is kind of. It is a little depressing to mm. like, you know, and like recently we got to like see a couple episodes and it, it's kind of hard to like see myself looking so like I just woke up and I rolled out of bed and I've, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, mm-hmm. you, you, you put a lot of pressure on yourself, especially in Korea, you know, yeah. for yeah. that, for people to think that you look beautiful and. 
And is it safe to say this might end up being your biggest role? And so you have this thing like, oh, I want to present myself. Yeah. And, you know, I, I met with the creator and he was like, yeah, but you're, you're, uh, charismatic, you know, mm-hmm. it's like the character, you know, everybody loves her, you know, and in Korean sitcoms, a lot of times we use our actual names. Yeah. So in the show, yeah. my name is Kasin, like Carson. Cool. That's cool. Um, That's so cool. he was like, yeah, but everybody's going to love you because… You're that Unni, you're that Nuna that's just so chill and doesn't care about her fashion and, you know, blah, 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 blah. But I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, but I look so ugly. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I, the, the people I always, the women who I always think are really cool on TV are the ones who like play roles like that. But then when they go out on the red carpet, you're like, like, damn. <laughs> yeah. So you just use that it, as an opportunity to. That, that's what it comes down to. I mean, at the end of the day, you're playing a character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think a lot of the time though, People that are watching the show, there are people out there that still can't differentiate the difference between and it reality yeah. and television. And it doesn't it's, help that my name's the same. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, so, and that, it was, that makes it was it even stressful so. because the director would be like, talking about my character, but he's saying my name. And so you'd be like, yeah, well, Carson, you're like this. And it's like, yeah. Carson, you dress like today. Yeah. You know, Carson, he'd be like, you know, like Carson needs more stains on her shirt, you know, get more tteokbokki over there. I see. You know? So you, I, you're I, that messy on the yeah. show. You got tteokbokki. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't understand that either because if they use your real name for the character's name, mm-hmm. from my perspective, it makes it so much harder to get into character. It really was. And it was really hard for me because everybody's calling me Carson, mm. you know, on the show. And it's like, weird because I have to, you know, and they really wanted me to like change my like way of like speaking Korean. Mm-hmm. Like they wanted me to sound more like a like, foreigner. No, like a, like an Ajishi, you know, like they wanted me to be like, <laughs> really? Because you know? no. like, that's my character, but that's not me, you know? And I, even when we had to go in for AD, like um, voice recording for some parts that maybe the mics weren't great or we talked over each other. I would have to listen to a couple clips of me because yeah. I kind of was like, how did I talk? Because mm-hmm. I had to like talk differently to fit this character. Yeah. And um, the director had to like play me some clips because he was like, why do you sound so nice? Where did Carson go? You know, like, because I'm like talking all like, pretty. This is Carson. Yeah, he was like, I need the other Carson. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> trying to get back into that character. You, you kind of talk like an Ajishi, right? In Korean? Well, I am an Ajashi. You are an Ajashi. <laughs> yeah. uh, what do you but expect? I mean, you're like hyper, a little bit hyper Ajashi as far as like foreigners speaking Korean go, right? I, to be honest, I don't know. I, I, I don't know anymore. I don't you're just, know. You're, you're, just, you're you. just you. I'm just me. Um, yeah, I think, I, I think it's different when you're performing in a role as well. Because, you know, you have to take on the role of a character. So… Like a lot of the stuff I do these days is just me being me. Mm. So it's not mm-hmm. like I'm not trying to perform. I'm not trying to be somebody else. I'm just whatever. I'm just going to do what I'm going to do and, you know, play it straight. Um, so it's just, yeah. So it's I mean, for- you do, I, I do kind of, I turn the levels up a bit because if I'm me like I am normally, like 23 hours a day, it's not that enjoyable because it's, me just you got to be a little hyper version yeah well yeah you have to turn yourself up a bit because you know once the cameras are on they you you know people that are watching tv have an expectation of what they want to see on television some entertainment yeah you need to entertain yeah you need to sprinkle some msg on everything don't you (laughs) Mm -hmm. they don't want to see the regular you yeah but it doesn't necessarily change your your voice or the way you speak 
per se, but I think sometimes when you get caught up in the moment, things do tend to kind of happen that aren't necessarily intentional. But yeah, that just kind of, yeah, I just get caught up in it and things kind of, it it kind of snowballs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love watching you on TV. I'm really excited about her show, Tim. I'm re- like I haven't been this excited about like a a Korean Netflix thing yet, right? Not that I'm aware of. What is it? What is it? What's a, a successful Korean okay. Netflix? Most I'd say the most successful Korean Netflix show to uh, original to date would be Kingdom. Yeah, and that was kind of uh, like their very first, very yeah, that like was a while ago. Yeah, right? was, for their season one. But that was like internationally. That was kind of mm-hmm. huge. Did that do well of, internationally? Yeah, because it, it was so unique. The idea of you know, because you know, foreigners love people of other countries love to see traditional things, mm-hmm. and yeah. you know, Kingdom is set in you know, it's a saguk, so they you know everybody's in these different clothings and stuff. But then to mix that with zombies is like yeah. we've we've never seen. Sorry, we've never seen zombies in a traditional, like you, like yeah. Cosmo was saying, in a traditional uh, setting. So, in ancient times, we've never seen that in any Western format. We've yeah. never seen zombies, but we've never seen zombies that could move at that speed. Yeah, they were they were booking. It, they right? were yeah, they were like Usain Bolt. Like uh, uh, zombies don't move power, like that. Yeah, you know, we're Walking Dead zombies are like like they're. Slow and there, but these zombies are, are booking it, like you said. From there, I think uh, you had, I can't think of the um, the the title in English. Um, what was it? Um, a drama or a? Yeah, it's a drama. Inseng Swap or um, yeah, Ingan Swap. Ingan Swap. Ingan Swap was pretty big. Um, yeah. Sweet Home was oh, huge. Oh, I kind of like that. Recently, yeah. Sweet Home was pretty cool. That was huge. Uh, there was another one um, that was quite big. Um, I mean, there's like a K drama, the one where it's like a love alarm or something, or Sarangamian mm-hmm. something. Or love alarm. Yeah. Another one. But your show is going to be way better than this, right? <laughs> but I think but, than all of these, it's just different. I but, think. But I think yeah. in terms of sitcoms, well, is it is this technically? Is this technically a sitcom? It is a sitcom. I don't think we've seen a Korean, a Korean sitcom. sitcom on Netflix yet. Yeah. Or just in general, you know, sitcoms have kind of died out in Korea for like yeah. quite a large True. chunk of time. And actually our creator, he worked on Nonstop and Yoja Set, Namja Set, like very mm-hmm. famous, huge, huge cool. you know, Korean sitcoms. And mm-hmm. our um our director, he also worked on High Kick, which mm-hmm. is like another huge Korean sitcom. Yep. So they kind of came together to kind of revive this, like you know, a super sitcom. team. A super team of directors with it's, super, with eight main characters. The, and this is some, I've been saying this for a long time here in Korea, where the, the genre that's been missing from Korean television is sitcoms. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know why it disappeared. I don't know why people haven't been making them. And it just feels like it, it feels like in Korea, it, it's flavor of the month. If something's popular, <laughs> everyone's like, we're, we're all going to make this. Well, yeah, you and, know, right now it's space. Everybody's making a space movie. Well, after. Um, what was the space one that like sweepers. my whole neighborhood was in space recently? Space Sweepers. Yeah. Yeah. Like that literally all of my friends were. That was on I, yeah, I just went to an audition last week for, an, and they've already got two other space movies like 
in production right now. Oh, really? So this is going to be like the third or fourth. Yeah, the fourth. You know, it's just like, it's like honey butter chips, you know. That's what I always uh-huh. tell people. I'm like, honey it's the new chip. honey butter chips, you know. Well, I mean, you've also got, you, you've still got trot audition shows at the moment. Like every, there's yeah. all these, every network's got a trot audition show. Mm-hmm. But it, sitcoms disappeared and it's like, where they go? Why have they disappeared? Bring them back. I've been saying it for, you know, a few years now. And it's it's good to see. Someone needed to come back and, and say, you know, at least take a risk on it. Because mm-hmm. people, not everyone wants to watch what's popular. Mm-hmm. There are people that, that want to watch different genres. Like I, I love black comedies. Yeah. You know, and I, people love to laugh. People, especially at the moment, there is so much negativity going on in the world. People just want to sit back and relax and have a good good time. So, you know, I think there's a there's going to be a lot of people out there, and it's the right time for a project like this. You think it's about to change your life? Um. Oh, that's like a big statement. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I always do projects, and I don't want to put like too much pressure on oh. it because a lot of times, you know, as much as you can never. You know, once you've put pressure on something, you'll never go above that, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't want to predict anything. I just wanted to let it go the way it goes. And if people love it, then of course I'm going to be happy. But yeah. I don't want to put that pressure on it, on myself, I guess. Yeah. I, I, I think, but with a platform like Netflix, like once you've, you've got a project with Netflix, I think it's, a, it's getting your foot in the door. It's really a really good opportunity. And I think Netflix is, they're doing so much right now. So much, especially in Korea. That's what I was going to ask. What you asked, like what it's like filming on Netflix. I was wondering like, what is it, what is it like walking in the Netflix office? Is there, is there just like a swimming pool and a golf course and it, like a well, giant? I, I don't, does God live I, there? I don't think they have an no, office. I don't think they an don't office. even have one, right? Oh, well, there is, no, there, I mean, they, there is they, an office they, here. Uh, but, yeah, but it's not but like it's Google. <laughs> Yeah, it's not it's like Google. Not like, no, I mean, I don't know about in the, in the, the States, but not in, here. In the States, the I don't know what the office is like here. Over, I've met people from Netflix here. I've never been to the office here. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think it's It's like not that. like a big crazy no. place. No, no. Although that would be cool. Yeah. Just when I think like, oh, I went to Netflix. No. <laughs> you imagine that to be like you said, like Google. Like Google. Come on. I mean, you've been to Dive Studios. Yeah, this place is huge. Diane, 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 You're not supposed to hear me until it echoes <laughs> off the other side of the chamber. Get out of the Diane, swimming pool. Diane, Diane. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it sounds sound exactly the same. The reaction time was just a little slower. Yeah. It takes a while to get to the other end of Dive Studios. Dive Studios mm-hmm. is huge. It going from a serious role to a a comedic role. I mean, for you as a performer, did you find that it takes um, a, a, a big difference to prepare for a role like that? Oh, I mean, I was literally like, like so stressed, like pulling my hair out because I've never done comedy before. Mm-hmm. And I feel like comedy is, it's so hit or miss. It's either funny or it, mm. it's not. Yeah. And um, definitely working on this project, I just kept doing things and then being like, was it funny? Do you think it's funny? Was mm. that funny? Did, no, not funny? Should I do it differently? You know, I don't know. Like I'm like, especially because we've over-rehearsed. You know, we know all the jokes. We know yeah. everything. It's also hard for me to… To really, gauge whether or not To it's gauge whether funny. it like the the stick landed or not. Yeah. Mm. You know? So it's hard. I think comedy is a lot harder 
than doing something dramatic. Yeah, especially it's, stand-up it's, comedy. Well, especially when the cast that you've got working on that show, you don't have any cast members that have a background in comedy either. That's true. So, None of the other cast members like, have done anything in comedy? No. When, when it comes to comedy, like one of the biggest things with comedy is timing. Timing. So it all comes down to timing. Like you, your line, if you, if your line is like one or two seconds too fast or too slow, the comedy timing is just off. Mm -hmm. Like you, that beat, that changes the punchline completely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so like if you don't have a, a background in comedy, if, you, if the cast doesn't have a background in comedy, how, like I don't know how you'd be gauging that on set. Is that just the director there is just giving you direction on that? Not really. And that's why also I was like, you know, after it was all finished, I was like, I, I kind of wished maybe we were guided a little bit more with the comedy. Mm. Uh, I was always very jealous. There is one guy. He's from Sweden. His name's Joachim. Uh, his character's name's Hans. And he's a funny guy. Like on set, he was everybody's like, gag man you know like he mm -hmm. it was just everything he did was so funny and so I felt like it was he was just so much more natural with being funny in his role as well because mm -hmm. his role is very weird he's probably the most out there do, do, do I? I don't know yeah. out, uh, there. out there yeah crazy. out there character yeah. and so I was always like god just comedies just come so natural to you you know I I worry about myself <laughs> it sounds like your character is gonna be cool though yeah, but it's just it's really hard with comedy. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah, I guess when it comes down to it, once you edit it up and… Have you have you seen some of the rushes? Uh, yeah, I've seen a couple. Like the director will let us come in and see some of the things, you know, mm -hmm. that's, you know, in the works. And I think it's… But also, like I said, I already know the script. I already yeah. know what's going to happen. I already know why this is going to be funny later. Yeah. So it is hard for me… <sighs> And even the director, he was always saying that it's hard for himself to know if it was funny because he knows it forwards and backwards. You know? uh, see, I, now that you, you say it like that, I can't imagine… Imagine being a director of a, a, a film, a comedy film, that's also written the script. So you know all the jokes in that script. Yeah. You have to direct that hour and a half, two hour movie. Then you have to go into an editing suite and you have to edit that up. And make it as tight as possible and funny as possible. And funny. You've been through that over filming it for a three-month period. It's like period, Groundhog's Day. But you've you been, just keep yeah. reliving it. But yeah. you've written it over a six to 12-month period, if not longer. That, how would you gauge what's <laughs> funny anymore by the time you're yeah, you editing gotta, it? you got to be an expert. Oh, but even then, I would you… You know what I think too is like the most… Nothing makes me really LOL anymore. You know? I'm I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm I absolutely with you on that. I I haven't had that in a long time. Yeah, I, I don't. I wonder. Were there any moments where you actually were LOLing? Uh, yeah. There's like moments here and there. I mean, we finished production uh in December, so I mean, I don't remember like specifics. Like, oh my god, we were like on the floor laughing at this moment. Yeah. But um, watching a couple of the episodes, I did, like, there were moments where I'm like, okay, yeah, that was pretty funny. You know, like… Because there were also scenes that I had only seen um, 
during the readings, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I didn't see that person film uh, that scene. Yep. Yeah. So there were like my moments, it was a little bit difficult, but there were a couple moments where I was like, uh, or like somebody would do ad lib, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, it made it like funny because I didn't expect it. But I think uh, it definitely is kind of a lighthearted show. It's not like serious in any way. So I think even if you're not like peeing yourself laughing, you'll still just easily watch it and, you know, giggle a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, I actually LOL'd yesterday watching Bad Trip. Have you seen that? Bad Trip? I, I, I've heard a lot of people raving about it. Oh my God, dude. It is so Is wild. it a movie? Yeah. It's like a fake… It's One of the reasons I like it so much is because it's kind of shot… It's kind of like Borat. Oh, okay. But he makes it seem like it's a real movie at Eric, times too. Eric Reed? Eric Andre. Eric Andre, sorry. He's yeah. crazy. It's, it's he on Netflix. So it's just come out on Netflix and it's like a, a road movie… But it's filled with pranks, with real people reacting to these pranks. So there are real characters, like it's a movie, and then there's just and then people. and then yeah, and they show at the end, you know, the out, outtakes of like them showing the people like, oh, we're actually just filming a movie. But it's this cool mix oh. of like a storyline of like a real movie, and he's like, I don't know if you know who Eric Andre is, but he does like he's nuts. He's he's like jackass, oh. like crazier than jackass. And he'll just do like the wildest stuff. And it's just really funny watching it like go in and out from between like seamlessly from people who are acting to people who have no idea that they're watching a movie. Mm. Yeah, that they're a part of the show. It's really good. Mm. Now, Cousin, you've decided to uh, act here in Korea. Mm -hmm. A lot of people have probably asked you this question before. And being that you're American, mm-hmm. you could have easily gone to America and… Mm-hmm. Why here? Ad- yeah. <laughs> attempted to break into Hollywood. Mm-hmm. What… Yeah. Why Korea? And I'm sure you've heard this question multiple times. I'm, I'm sure you hear it more often than not. When you say you're, in, you're acting here in Korea, mm-hmm. most people probably ask you this question. I think… Because I did, you know, kind of grow up here, you know, and like as a teenager, I watched a lot of like K-dramas, you know, like I remember in middle school, like when Boys Over Flowers came out, it was nuts. Like that was my first time watching a Korean drama on TV and like watching every week the episodes and I wasn't even like allowed to stay up that late. I think the drama was on at like 10 p.m. So I would like… I would snuck down, you know, downstairs to like watch it. And then the next day, my Korean wasn't even that good at the time. So the Mm. next day I would have all these questions and I'd be like asking my friends like, what did his mom say? Like what happened? Somehow we went from here to here. What, you know, fill me in like. And so I think (laughs) growing up watching and living here, I just had this kind of like dream of being a part of that type of, you know, show. I I was like, oh my God, I just want to be in a Korean drama. Like that's where I want to, you know… Act and I want to, you know, I, I guess just growing up here, it was a part of my childhood. Mm-hmm. So it kind of like wo- wove into like my dream. Wow, that's so cool. Now, ha- having that as part of your childhood, and you, you've obviously grown up watching a lot of um, media from the States, from the West. Mm-hmm. Now, have you. In, in your experience, would you say there's a difference as a performer performing in Korean and performing in English it, 
not including the language. Obviously, performing in the language mm-hmm. is incredibly different. But in terms of the intricacies of um, whether it's body language or the performance in general, acting in general, would you say that there's much of a difference? It's two different worlds. It's like two completely… I mean, of course, acting at the end of the day is like, you know, the core is the mm. same. But it is so different. Especially because I've done a lot of like acting workshops. I've I've done a lot of um, coaching from coaches in LA. And then I've also been to many like Korean hagwans. And I've had private teachers. And the way that they teach and like think about acting is just mm. completely different. Really? Completely different. Korea tends to be very traditional and very theatrical. They they tend to tick, you know, they stick to their pair song. You know, you need to have clear voice. You need to say things clearly. The breath, they talk about breath all the time, you know, getting your breath in tone with like what the scene is going through. But when I have all of my acting lessons and workshops with like people from Hollywood and LA, they're there's just like so much more free. They just want you to feel something. Whatever comes to you, comes to you. And, and you need to understand like that was that feeling. And now we should feel something else. And, you know, Koreans, they tend to be very obsessed with the script. Mm. Very obsessed with the script. Very obsessed with every tiny little detail in the words. Whereas like in Hollywood and in the U.S., most of the times they throw the scripts away and they're like, why are you so obsessed with the script? Get this out of my face. Yeah. They were like, you know, the situation <laughs> just ad lib yeah. the entire situation. I just want you to feel it. I don't want you to care about the words. I just want you to feel what you should feel in the scene. And if you read like acting books in English, like, you know, a lot of the traditional ones that go back more to like theater, they say that, you know, you could do one performance one night a certain way, but the next night, if your like other you know cast gives you a line a different way, you need to react in that moment. And if they gave it to you differently today than they gave it to you yesterday, you got to react in the moment. You got to improvise, and it could go in a kind of different direction than it did the day before. But that's considered being true, I guess, and being real. Whereas like Korea tends to they like to uh, kind of over prepare. I think mm-hmm. sometimes they're more about like doing everything so specifically correct. Whereas the U.S. is like, however it comes, it comes. <laughs> yeah. You know? It, it, have you also found that here it, at times that I also like things to be done quite a bit quicker? Mm-hmm. The timing is like, it, it, it seems in the West, it's kind of more about… Take your time. Take your time to kind of… Get in get character. In, in character you know. and get in your space. Get in your mind space and and find where it is you need to be here. It's kind of like, no, no, no. You know, kind of get rid of all that and just get to the conclusion. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, 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 no. You're taking too long. Mm-hmm. Just get to it. <laughs> Have you ever acted in English in, on a TV show? Unfortunately, no. But I do like… I continue to get training from like Hollywood and LA because I do sometimes get scripts in English. And even though it's on a Korean production, I still feel like it's awkward for me to do the English script in the Korean way, kind of. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I hope someday to do some projects in the US. But um, up until now, no. But that's… Is that like a… That's, that's one of your goals? I think… Yeah, I mean, if anybody that says that they don't wish to do something in Hollywood is definitely lying. You know, yeah. I mean, that's like <laughs> that's like a crazy dream to anybody who is is an aspiring actor. Yeah, you know, and and the bigger and bigger that like Korean 
entertainment gets all throughout the world, I feel like the better chance you have of doing that, right? Um, yeah. Like I said, don't want to put too much pressure on yeah. myself. <laughs> but, but I think that's great, right? Like yeah, the I mean, Netflix the sky's thing. the limit. I mean, I, I don't turn down opportunities. So I hope to do something big someday. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, it, you know, and like the opportunity with, with Netflix, I mean, once we, you've got this platform that's global, and when you're doing an original that, that is on a global platform in different languages, all of a sudden, what was just going to be on a Korean platform is just opens so many more doors for people. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's not, it, it's for every member of the cast. Mm-hmm. And you, that's why I think also now you're starting to see so much more traction for uh, international cast members in Hollywood films. And not just Koreans. I think you, you're starting to see it. For so long, we've just seen uh, white actors in Hollywood films. But we're starting to see more and more international cast members. And I think a big part of that is the diversity is is just that there are so many more platforms to see that diversity of actors on these platforms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you ever want to do like you've never done acting like that, right? You always play yourself. No, no, I I, I have had the opportunity to do quite a few different um, shows. And did you study acting like like she? I I spent um, a bit of time in LA doing uh, courses over there as well. Oh, cool. Yeah. So and you felt the same, the same way in terms of like they they want you to just be free and kind of like oh absolutely find I, the ab- character. Well, and I think that also kind of ties into like different methods of acting. Yeah, like in the U.S., I mean, the very first program that I ever did was a Meisner program, hmm. and Meisner is all about your partner. You don't matter. You know, it's all about picking up what's going on with your partner. You're nothing. The other person is important, and that's what gives this like. You know, in the moment, things just keep going back and forth because you're focusing on me and I'm focusing so on the you. Other, so your partner has like a script and then you just… No script, usually. For like Meisner, you're just like picking up on emotions and feelings. And some like my coach, when I did that program, he would give us like a situation. Like, uh, and sometimes he would like tell you information and then he'd tell me information. That's, that's what I meant. That only one know, person and knows. And we come together and we try to kind of pick up. So what's going on with you? Like what did he, you know, what what kind of character did he give you? I have to pick that up. Just by like talking to you. So I think, you know, the U.S. tends to do a lot of like this kind of method acting. And Koreans, they're just really performance. You know, get your lines perfect. Get your, you know, everything's more performance based. There's a a few different methods that they use in the West. But here in Korea, it's it's so different. It's night and day in terms of I've, I've got quite a few friends that are working actors in America. And they still have coaches acting coaches and they could be working on uh you know regular shows and they have coaches that they work with so even though they're performing and they're filming every week they'll get their scripts and they'll go through it with their coach mm-hmm. whereas here in korea once you're a working actor a no lot one of can the tell actors- you yeah. what to do and yeah. <laughs> and also in the US no matter like how big you are you still audition for Roles. That's why you'll hear like, you know, oh, this person was almost that role because they were offered an audition, but then somebody else was picked. But everybody, the lineup is like all famous people. Whereas here, it's more typically you're asked, Mm. you know, if you're like a famous actor, then Mm. you were asked to be a part of this 
you know, this drama movie, you know, da-da-da-da. Mm-hmm. So, in, like, in America, you'll have an acting coach, you'll have a dialect coach, you'll have a, a bunch of different people that you work with regularly to kind of, you know, keep you up to speed and make sure that you're, you know, it, it's like an athlete. You know, athletes keep training and, and keep improving upon their, you know, their skill set. Yeah. So in terms of that, it, it's quite different. Um, but yeah, and and you have so many different, even with comedy, you have improv comedy. There, there's mm-hmm. so many different types of comedy and there's a lot of uh, actors over there that are learning those skill sets as well. So com- compared to what a lot of them are doing over here, I, I think that, you have a lot more uh, actors over there that are refining their trade um, a lot more than what they are here. Here it's kind of like, I've got, I've got my name now. I've got a job mm-hmm. again. And now I'm just going to keep working. Mm-hmm. What, what's, what's like the, the, your favorite character that you've ever played? You too, if you have one. Like me personally, a, yeah. a character? Um... Do you have like a do you have like an actual relationship with these characters like sort of in your head? I feel like it's always a, a love-hate relationship because yeah. it's like to understand like characters that are hard to understand because when you play the character, you can't judge the character, you know, and you can't say like what you're doing is bad because you're that person and if you're doing it, you wouldn't think it's bad, you mm-hmm. know? And and so I struggled a lot with the character that I played in The Voice because why, you know, like um the story is, is that I lost, you know, I lost my child. And so then through this like um, child trafficking of stealing other people's babies, I'm promised that the ringleader would tell me where my baby is. And it's hard because it's like, why would I, I steal these babies from other women when that's what happened to me? Yeah. But then I have to think, well, that's just how desperate I am. That's how much I want to find my son that I don't care about, you know. But it's like hard to like understand that type of mindset because yeah. it's not a normal person or a normal situation. Yeah. That you can just be like, oh, well, yeah, you know, my cousin's brother had a similar situation. So I asked him what, you know, you know, it's, it's like, like… My cousin also steals babies. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's always <laughs> my hard. My cousin Vinny, he's a real piece of work. <laughs> it's always hard babies. to understand those types <laughs> of characters. Um, I, I think from, from my experience, one of the, the issues I've had is a lot of the time… It gets to a stage where as long as you get your lines right, a lot of the time the director's like, okay, next scene. So in terms of being able to develop a character, and the timelines are so tight. Like with uh, this Netflix show, being that it's all pre-produced, you have Mm -hmm. your scripts before you're actually going into production. You don't get that with most productions here. Mm -mm. So like you get to set and they're like, oh, we've changed the script. So you could have gone through your script and had have your lines down and like we've completely changed it. And you're like, okay, back to the drawing board. So mm-hmm. you, like working on a character and developing it, it's really tough. And a lot of my experiences have been like that. And so for me, I guess in terms of roles, I, there's been a few, but the one that stood out to me the most was um, there was a sitcom I did. Um, Naedungjak. Smash, uh, yeah, something about the my the smashing my back smashing. I can't even remember the title of it, but I played Julian's father. Really? Yeah. Oh, my oh, Julian. Oh. Yeah, yeah. That that is our director. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. 
Okay. You were Julian's dad? Yeah. I played Julian's <laughs> oh, I father. Didn't, I didn't know you were in that and sitcom. Yeah. I like I was in for a few episodes as a guest. I'd um abandoned him. <laughs> like I was his I'd abandoned him and I'd tried to get back into his life you, you later. You had too many fosters? I, I, I tried to get back into his life later because I'd tried to get some money, money? off his mother. Oh, okay. Yeah. Whoa. And just like some of the scenes I had with um, my ex-wife, um, it was just so much fun because it was a sitcom and a lot of it was… You, you get the opportunity to play around with it. For me, a lot of what I like to do is I, I love to ad-lib mm-hmm. and a lot of it's reacting with the other actors in it. Did they let you ad lib though? Yeah. And a a lot of it, like you can talk to the director and you kind of get a gauge from the director and see some directors are okay with it. Some of them want you to go verbatim off the script. Stick to the script. They're Mm -hmm. like, I don't want you to ad lib at all. Why didn't you and Julian talk about that when we had him on? Um, I think we had like, one scene together. Oh, okay. It was it was kind of an awkward scene as well because like there's not a huge age difference between the yeah, two. Of us. Like, Dad, and I'm how, like, how long ago is this? Uh, this is a couple of years ago. I had to put on like a fake mustache. Oh, okay. Grade grade my hair up, and they had to age me up for the role. Like, yeah, it was kind of weird. Mm. It was kind of weird. His mother was my ex-wife was Korean as well, so. But he doesn't look half Korean at all. Anyway, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we 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 skip. Yeah, we. Skip yeah, that, I yeah. mean, pff, sitcoms are like that. Yeah. They yeah. don't really stick. You do that like Dehan Weigukin show too, right? No, I don't. I don't do much um, talk shows. Oh no. Yeah. Well, after, I mean, that's after, like another thing about Korea is like when you're like establishing establishing like yourself, they say that you should really focus on the one thing that you want to do and let your name be kind of known for that. Because if you do other things and then people somehow know you from there, they won't really like respect you. So like, let's say I want to be an actor. But yeah. then I do a bunch of like Pang Zong Yin. Variety shows. Then everybody says that I'm a Pang Zong Yin. But then I'm like, no, 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 no. I, I'm actually a Peu. Like I've been doing this for very… They are like, yeah, but I know you from here. Yeah. So it's like a weird thing also that kind of is with Korea and like your… How you became famous is very important. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's kind of… It, it's kind of really bizarre because… You have this hierarchical system here that is really unusual. If you're yeah. if you're a singer in this country, you can be an actor quite easily, not a problem. If you're an actor, you can release an album, no problem. If you're a comedian, becoming an actor is almost unheard of in this ah, country. Really? <laughs> Whereas you go to the West, and someone like Robin Williams amazing comedian going off and doing a Hollywood film is not unusual. Even and Kevin do- Hart. And doing, a serious, and doing a serious role is not unheard of. In fact, it's like, wow, amazing performance. But here it's like, no. They're funny. Uh, you can't give them a serious role because people will sit in the audience and as soon as they see them on screen, they'll start laughing. Yeah. That's they have the a mentality. Really close like the humor here is very, you know… Slaps, you know, it's very. It it is, but I think, like, also as soon as a comedian was to release an album, like, it, there's just like the crossover opportunities yeah. there don't exist. Like, it's it, it's it's really weird the way it it works here. That system it it doesn't allow for for it to work like it does in other industries. So, do you think that she could release a 
a hip a rap album, and the in the streets would accept it. Um, <laughs> would the streets accept a um, fire mixtape from Carson Allen? I'm not sure. Not sure. No. Maybe not at this stage of her career not just yet. yet. Let's wait. <laughs> you said until, actors could release an album. Let's wait until the Netflix series <laughs> drops. What's Maybe your, season two. What what season your, two. What would your rap name be? Uh, I don't know. Double C. <laughs> C A. The big C A. Because my middle name is Christine, so you. Oh yeah. Double C. I don't Double know. C. I don't know. It sounds cool. That works. That sounds like a legit rapper name. Yeah. We gonna sign her up. You heard it here first. You heard it here first, <laughs> folks. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of music do you listen to? I'm actually. Uh, I don't really listen to like pop music or like. I actually only listen to jazz. Oh, cool! But like old, old jazz. Yeah, like yeah, who? like uh, I really. I mean, Frank, Frank Sinatra, Julie London, Peggy Lee, mm. like old, old stuff. Wow, <laughs> cool. You're know. so mysterious, Carson. I was going to say, yeah. I uh, I collect LP records, so I like listening to things on like an old record player. I love that mm-hmm. sound and with it with a glass of wine. How does Carson Allen wind down? Yeah, with a glass of wine. A glass um, of red or white? Ah, uh, it depends on what mood I'm in. If I've been having like a really rough time, maybe red wine. Yeah. If it's just a casual night, white wine. Oh, okay. Okay, so, okay, if that's the wind down, uh-huh. what's the, like, in terms of if you're preparing for a, a big project, what's kind of, you know, you have to kind of build up for a project. What's your kind of build into that? Build, like, how do I relax? Like, you, if, you know, you've got a big project coming mm-hmm. up, like, two weeks before that, and you kind of want to prepare yourself mentally. Mm. I usually take a trip to the beach. Mm-hmm. I and I don't know if that's because like I grew up on an island always going to the beach but I I could just sit on a beach for hours reading a book or I still collect seashells you know like just I don't want to think about anything and I don't want to do anything I just I just stay at the beach mm-hmm. and don't do anything like in particular wow, wow. that's a unique approach I feel like peace of mind like and I don't have my phone with me and I'm just one the nature of the beach. It actually, yeah. <laughs> you, it, it actually, you're talking about North Carolina and, and, and saying that you found it quite difficult. But after talking to you, it sounds like, like Seoul isn't actually the perfect fit for you. It sounds like you belong, belong <laughs> down in Wilmington, North Carolina. I was going to say, yeah. On the beach. Seoul doesn't sound like the best fit for you. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I love living in the city. I love, you know, but definitely to like, because I, I mean, this job is very like high stress. Like, I mean, I'd be lying if I say I'm not like crying on my carpet every other night, you know? Every other night. Yeah, like during… It's very stressful, you know? Everything is… There's so much pressure and so much, you know… I don't know. It's… it's. But it's worth it? Oh, yeah. It's worth it. But I mean, it's, it's, it is stressful. What's your stress release? Like, how do you, how do you uh, deal with it then? Uh, Besides crying on your cup. Red wine and a little I did it my way. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I guess um, like calling my parents or like talking to my younger siblings. Because I feel like, you know, they don't really know what's like going on in my life. And so… The youngest youngest? Yeah, like they're young, like six and seven years old. So talking to them is like… It's like I leave 
whatever's going on here and mm-hmm. listen to them talk about Pokemon or, you know. And you're like, yo, I got a, I got a Pikachu yeah, you, original. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I got you a know? signed rookie card. Wait till I, Big I Sis comes I do love talking to kids because they don't know world problems. Yeah. They don't, you know, they're not going to bring up politics. They're not going to, you know, they're just going to talk to you about something that intrigued them yesterday at the playground. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kids are the best yeah. for all of that. How, how are your parents, like, when you, do you talk to them about work and and issues and… Uh, I definitely leave out a lot of details because I think my parents would think I'm, like, insane for, like… <laughs> for putting up with… Yeah. Yeah. Because they um, wanted you to stay at NC State and become, like, an engineer or something. They wanted like me to be a dentist. A dentist. Oh, wow. Yeah. My soon-to-be brother-in-law is a hell of a dentist in Hollywood. So they say. Shout out my boy Nader. <laughs> <laughs> Have you noticed people in like LA have like the perfect style? Thanks to my man Nader. <laughs> yeah. I'm so yeah. excited that my sister's marrying a Persian <laughs> dentist. It's well, it's almost too perfect. That's the problem. It's the Hollywood smile. People yeah. like call it like it's the Hollywood smile. Yeah. How much how much to set me up with a set of uh yeah. I'll, I'll holler at him. Yeah. Might be might give you a good price on the <laughs> love. Let me know. You wanna come to LA with me? In, not in for June? two not for two weeks of quarantine. <laughs> Two yeah. weeks there and two weeks back here. Yeah. I'm actually going to get a vaccine right when I get there. Really? Lucky for you. Plan. Yeah. Going to try to get try to get that set up. And it's free, I heard. So it's not like you're like doing a bunch of like, you know, paying for it. You're just in and out is what I've heard. So yeah, that's the plan. Because I don't want to be running around California worried. Mm. I'd be more than happy to pay for it. Yeah. I'd be more than happy to pay. I'd pay good money for a vaccine right mm-hmm. now. Good the president money. of Korea just got one the other day, right? We <laughs> done. All conversations come to a corona-based end. Yeah, <laughs> the end of all of the episodes. Uh, Carson, thank you very much for joining us today. So nice thank to meet you. So you. much for having me. Yeah. It was a blast. Yeah. I was really nervous at first, but it was really nice talking to you guys. Yeah, Nothing to be start. nervous about at all. Uh, like last time, if there's anything you'd like to plug, now is the time to do it. Really, all I have to plug is my Instagram. If you guys want to follow me at Carson Allen, I'd love to, you know, chat with you guys. Sometimes I do Q&As, so definitely find me there. And your Netflix Yeah, and of course, I'll be updating everything on there about like my Netflix show coming out this summer. So make sure to stay tuned for that. Thanks so much. This summer. This summer. Netflix. Coming to a Netflix coming near you. Coming to a Netflix near you. Oh, yeah. Look forward to that. In the meantime, if you would like to watch the podcast in its entirety, you can find us on YouTube at The Dive Studios. You can also find us on Instagram at The Dive Studios. You can listen to the podcast as well on Spotify Podcasts or Apple Podcasts where you can leave a review. Now, if you leave a review with five stars, that would be very generous of you. So generous, in fact, that we will read it. We won't reply to it because there's no reply. Is there, there's Let's reply. read it. We'll leave, read Is them there a live. Button? We will. We will read them out. Yeah. We will read them out on the one-year anniversary special. The wow. 53rd episode, the first year anniversary, we will read out every five-star review. Get them in now while you can. And if they're not five stars, we ain't reading that. Four stars and below will be eliminated. Five stars only. Get it now because there's only a few weeks left. We're almost there. The only ones that we'll read that aren't five stars are the ones that were when I wasn't on the show. 
Then we're going to, because that's going to show that it just gets a little bit better when I'm around. <laughs> that's like fudging. The, <laughs> that's like fudging the numbers. I no. missed what? I missed like six episodes. The, they were probably garbage. The only, <laughs> the only time, you were a guest on two of them. The only time we will do that is if you say anything generous about either myself or Saul. Yes. Then we will read them. If you say, we love Saul, we love Sam. We'll think about it. Yep. In the meantime, um, yes, that's it for today's show. Thanks so much. Thanks, uh, thanks so thank much for, for joining us again. It was a pleasure. All right. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys. $5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code SAVE to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code SAVE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code SAVE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.